Welcome back to No Starving Artist podcast. I'm your host, Anissa Benitez. I hope you're taking care these days. I'm recording this podcast in the thick of winter, and it's always a rocky transition for myself internally into this New York City winter weather. I'm definitely a bird, and like a bird, will be flying south for a break of warmth and sun soon. But until then, I'm embracing what winter does provide, and I hope wherever you are, if you are also in a kind of cold, wintry darkness where you can start to feel some seasonal depression, that you are taking space to take care of yourself and tune into what actually makes you feel good. I find that the winter does have its benefits, and it being cold outside, I feel more ability and contentness with staying indoors. And that hugely creates space for reflection and cultivating more indoor activities and in doing so, cultivating our inner world. This week, I've been doing a lot more reading than ever. Today's episode is about reflection in general, you know, through reading, through, I guess, focusing on our dreams, through all of these processes that take us into our imagination, into our internal landscape, then we can build beautiful things with that and um, it can bubble up and bubble up to the point where it comes to the surface. So I, in this episode, want to share with you what has been coming up for me. As many of you know, I took a year off from recording this podcast to orient towards more embodiment. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just talking about being creative and preaching, but really living and immersing myself in a creative life that I speak about. And the time helped me tune into my craft of acting. Um, Acting is high priority for me. I love it. It makes me feel so free. And behind that, yeah, just focusing on releasing my rational mind, explicit judging mind, and embracing more present creative self. So I returned to reading fiction books after a decade of really having a aversion to them. And that's another podcast episode. I wrote and directed and starred in my own short film. And this year I also wrote a few songs with my partner. I started singing and training my voice more so. I booked a small role on my first U.S. TV show on Hulu, Wu-Tang, American Saga. Yeah, I had a number of also dark nights of the soul in this year. Um, Definitely went through some, yeah, depressed vibes, a lot of discontentment, and then had to return to feeding my soul and my meditation practice and deepening my spiritual practices. With all that, I did a lot less than I actually ambitioned to And that is a part of also our creative journey of wanting to do a lot more, but knowing that being is more important, that being present in our life is the most important things. We can be educators, teachers, coaches, and be talking and be focused on the doing and actioning for others. And it's really important to tune into ourselves and feel satisfaction even when we're not accomplishing enough to feel that we're living in alignment or at least trying to to ongoingly love in the face of fear to create in the times of chaos to follow our curiosities until we've found purpose in them i feel like i've done 
a great job this year of doing that. Even when I'm failing, I've been accomplishing enough by attempting. And I hope that you too can recognize your enoughness even in difficult times, even when you feel like you're not doing enough, you're not accomplishing enough, there's not enough, enough, enough. So our agenda for this episode is simply to go through 10 things that 2022 taught me about being an artist. Hopefully some of those resonate with you or spur some food for thought. If you enjoy this podcast, your rating and review on Apple Podcasts, sharing on social media, it makes a difference and it allows this podcast to continue growing and reaching other creative people. So please do so. Otherwise, let's get into it. 10 things 2022 taught me about being an artist. One, security is an inside job. When we are feeling insecure, it leads to a series of fear-based decisions. And it's hard for us to uncouple that with what we want to be doing. Um, I feel like we can go down kind of the slide of fear-based decisions unknowingly when we're coming from a place of insecurity. I was listening to this podcast and this guy was talking about founding his billion dollar company and when he was a young boy he dreamed of being a billionaire or just being super rich and what he came to learn in becoming wealthy is that it was never that he needed to make a billion dollars it was that he needed to have his company reach a billion dollar valuation and when we think to ourselves I think it's really positive to think in that same way where we aren't needing to be like we don't need to hit a number there isn't something that we need to reach to feel that security but we have to feel it internally and our valuation is subtracted from when we are feeling insecure and we're going down the path of making fear-based decisions and so how can we continue to value ourselves more feel more abundance and therefore attract better opportunities make more love-driven decisions make more strategic decisions and approach ourselves similar to a business coming from a higher place because the world responds to us therefore differently this entrepreneur in the example of creating a billion dollar valuation for his company was able to sell his company for so much and people recognized it right it wasn't like it was actually producing a profit of a billion dollars it was just that people really valued what he was creating he was sharing something unique into the world and as artists we are all unique individuals and the more that we can value what we are sharing our uniqueness and going into the world the more value that it has the more it's recognized um and so we should not be the ones who are whittling down our valuation if anything we should be continuing to focus on the abundance and the security that we have feeling of security like we truly have to disconnect that often from the numbers that we see reflected in our bank accounts from the material world and I found that a lot through grounding and through affirmations and through meditation and through yeah just tuning into that inner world and then when I felt more secure focusing on the outer stuff like you feel really great and so what is the best next move number two 
separating our livelihood from our art. So during these insecure times, it was really important for me to make this division. There are things that I do that are purely creative. There are things that I do that are creative but make money. And there's things that I do that just make money. And I liked the division because I think it's really helpful to not pressure creativity with commerce immediately. When we start creative projects, I think it's really beautiful to start as expansive as possible, explore, be imaginative, explore the possibilities of things, of projects, and then eventually we can scale back. But it's really hard to scale within the constraints of certain financial budgets and and things like that I found for myself personally. And so I love to create this separation where I don't feel like my livelihood rests on my creativity. But that's me. You'll figure out what works best for you. But I think it's interesting to think about for yourself, like how much has it served me to focus or focus on profit when creating a project versus how does it benefit me to focus on all the possibilities and ideate as largely as possible and then scale back to make it something I can execute based on my budget. Because we can always ask the question of how can I get more funding to create something and it's hard to ask how can I make this better once you've gotten locked into a creative vision. Three, focus on what gives you most energy. So this was a great year for reprioritizing that for me. If you're a creative being, which I hope if you're tuning in you are, I think all of us are, um, trick question, but we can have so many different things that bring us energy, but the most time and energy we should be giving should be towards the things that give us the most energy back. And if the things that are semi-creative are starting to consume a lot of our creative time and capacity, the things that we have obligations towards um, start to shift and we're not really, yeah, committing to the things that we are just driven from a loving place towards, then it's time to kind of rescale so that leads to number four, which is deprioritize what does not give you energy. So for me, social media is something that I've lessened. I was, I, I was kind of extreme, so I shouldn't even give you a bar as to like what lessening looks like for me. But yeah, I was like, okay, this is something that this is not giving me as much energy to spend time consuming. I still do creation but I consume a lot less. Um, less computer time in general, less screen time I found to serve me, more time in nature, less time in the explicit world. So as I mentioned, I tuned into reading more books, being more in my imagination, doing things that felt expansive. And sometimes I would just get down this like reading articles in the news and spiral into a little bit more of the explicit world, which felt like it was sucking my energy away and so taking breaks from that is really important we want to be tuned and tapped into the world and culture and news and what we can actually take action in or on and and that's usually tends to be local tends to not be like consuming all of the world's global news so I had to scale back there number five the creative mind has to be cultivated. This year of 2022 really taught me that being creative is a practice 
we are all creative we all have creative capacity but we can start to shut down mm-hmm. and i have definitely been noticed the ways that i've been conditioned to appreciate efficiency over beauty and story and expression and living in things number six which is boredom is a space for blossoming i don't know how long when was the last time you felt bored like truly i'm bored i have nothing to do i think many of us do not have that really anymore like we don't really have that there's so many ways to distract ourselves you can watch netflix you can scroll your phone you can look up anything you can literally have a conversation with a like ai robot you can play yeah there's just there's so many options that we can't really be bored bored and i remember growing up and hating being bored but i never i never was i always in that time in the in that time there was a moment of boredom and then quickly it blossomed that boredom made space for creation it was like oh i have nothing to do well i could i don't know make my own shoes and then as a kid i was like grabbing random discarded old shoes that i had and like trying to re resurrect them in new design ways and just getting innovative and i think that's what happens when we have a little bit more quiet it's those things that seem like oh well i could that turn into beautiful creative projects that turn into wonderful ideas that just weren't loud enough to compete with our own like agenda of like what i should be doing or the agenda for the day you know like more what we quote unquote serious items and tasks that seem more obvious beautiful creative ideas are not necessarily always obvious and so we need that quiet to allow them the busyness interrupts the open space where creative things can build and so i hope that you can embrace boredom and try to find it and try to cultivate it during this time for yourself number seven is the creative path is a spiritual one they're one um (laughs) i think i knew this going into my creative journey but i didn't know the extent of it and i think there's many artists who maybe don't approach their creativity as like so spiritual um in the woo woo sense but i think it it's always connected to the soul you know you're feeding your soul your spirit you're being creative you're being expansive on a simple front and then for myself i've been like wow i actually am they're so deeply intertwined that if one is out of sync then i have to feed the other they're just yeah it's hard to ignore the correlation um and so and so even in the times where I'm like, oh, I'm not spiritual enough, I'm not woo-woo, I'm being creative, and therefore I am tuning into my spirituality. Or on the other side, if I'm being super woo-woo and creative, I know that I'm feeling my, feeding my soul in ways that will benefit my creativity. And so there's never a loss there. And I hope you haven't judged yourself too harshly for maybe leaning in one direction and then the other and then one they're the same number eight i learned that i just need to change with the seasons 
um, in starting this podcast even, I was recording every single week, which is something that I have as a behavior from many years of conditioning, right? Many of us go to school. We're used to going to school every day of the week, weekday, at least going to work every day of the weekday. We're, we're accustomed to regularity in a weekly way. But most of us, honestly, are seasonal. Most of us need change with the season. Um, maybe it's migration. Maybe we need to change our routines. Maybe it's not serving us to eat the same way, depending on the season. We want to eat more seasonally. We want to have more heavy carbs and like gourds and, you know, food that's comforting in the winter. And maybe we want lighter food in the summer. We don't also need to be standardized around creating. And it blocks me. I've learned to be routine but it benefits me to be seasonal, to treat everything um, in each quarter a little bit more. Um, and that's why I think I love living on the East Coast, because I'm the seasons are pretty pronounced in the environment around me. And so I think it reinforces the need for change within me internally. But yeah, that's a powerful one. And you should also recognize what works for you. For many people, they do need the routine. It does help them to have that as a baseline of knowing this week, if nothing else, I have this. I have this each week. And that's a good way to approach creating for myself artistically. I think like winter is a really good time for writing. And then spring is probably a really good time for um like photography or um, a lot more videography, summertime. Definitely want to be expansive and in my body and dancing and moving a lot more heavily. But all of these should exist throughout the year. So I hope that you, yeah, figure out what works best for you and how to prioritize your creative seasonal work. And if you work with the seasons. Number nine is tuning into body first it varies for everybody but when I wake up in the morning and I start getting into my head I start thinking then it can lead to a spiral of overthinking and so one of the most beneficial practices for myself in 2022 was waking up and getting into my body doing my workout my jumping jacks my abs my movement my dance and then my meditation before plugging into the digital world before doing any kind of like writing for external purposes I do do morning pages through um, which is just wake up and writing free form thought but really tuning into our body into the breath into our life force energy and going inward can lead to beautiful things releasing our thinking mind you are the source of a lot of wisdom of a lot of intuitive worldly knowledge and it takes quieting our minds to feel that and feel directed by that number 10 last but not least make love your north star when we make love our north star it's hard to be misguided so continue to follow what you love and keep your heart open share from a place of love and you can't go wrong this year taught me that and is, is an example, right? Because I came back to this podcast. I came back to 
just wanting to share um, with an open heart and come from a place of love. I had this, you know, period of like, why am I doing a podcast? I'm not really monetizing this. Like, this isn't, what's my angle with this, blah, blah, blah. And, and the more that I quieted down, the more that I returned back to this podcast truly because I love artists <laughs> and I love creative people and I love being an artist. And this is one of the most fulfilling journeys that I've ever been a part of. And I'm so grateful to share that with you all. And I hope that you can nourish that aspect of yourself. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Um, share it with somebody if you think it'd be helpful for them on social media. You can find me at Anisa Benitez on Instagram and TikTok. I'm so grateful to be along this creative journey with you and I appreciate you. Yeah.